0: Hi, this is Stephanie Payne along with Daryl Radajak. Welcome to wildlife podcasts, podcast. And we're here today just to sort of tell you who we are.
1: That's a really good place to start, Steph, because I think there's a lot of folks out there that just have no idea who Daryl and Stephanie are. So probably a good thing to start
0: with. So you're telling me I can't be an armchair biologist working off my own opinion and expect to really be taken seriously?
1: No, I totally expect you to be taken seriously by the public. Uh, unfortunately, they take too many people seriously. So it's, it's probably best we give a little bit of background about ourselves so people actually know where they're getting their information from.
0: That's probably a good point. So so let's start with you then. Tell me, just who is Daryl Radajak?
1: Well, that's a good question because I'm still trying to figure that out myself, but um, (laughs) I do know where I came from. So uh, for those that don't know, I am a wildlife biologist, career wildlife biologist that ever since I was a little boy, I always knew I wanted to work with and for animals. And so I received my degree in wildlife management way back 1992, and for the last oh, 25 years or so I've been dealing with and working with wildlife. And it's it's a true passion of mine. I love seeing things in the great outdoors and understanding what's going on there and trying to share that knowledge with everyone is something I truly love to do.
0: So my wildlife career kind of pales in comparison to that.
1: Oh, I doubt that. So I know a little bit about where you came from. So why don't you tell everyone else a little bit about Stephanie?
0: Okay, so I I, I can't say that I'm a, a lifelong career wildlife biologist. I actually didn't even know that was a real profession. I uh, was stopped by a park ranger one time to discuss some wildlife that she was displaying uh, while she was doing some interpretation for some some folks. And she asked me after I started blasting through all of her questions and providing a lot of ad lib info, if I was a wildlife biologist. And I remember at that time, I, I actually asked her if that was a legitimate real career because I really had no clue. Yeah. So um, after I found that out, I actually uh, did pursue my degree. I got my degree from Oregon State University in human wildlife dynamics. And um, as you well know, because it's a story that, that you and I share um, got very involved in at the time it was bear attack response training, but now I I facilitate and coordinate the International Wildlife Human Attack Response Training, which is uh, WHART WART training.
1: Yeah, you need a you need a better acronym because I don't know how many people would be thrilled about uh, working for or going to WART.
0: <laughs> I know, right? So we did look at some creative alternatives. I actually proposed the predator human attack response training, but apparently, <laughs> art was not any more appealing. Yeah. So uh, we tried to also migrate to wit, which is wildlife human incident training. But really, once something is a known uh, in an industry, well, it's just really hard to make it unknown. So wit wart—that's kind of the the hybrid that we've adopted. So.
1: Yeah so so bottom line both of us kind of have this passion for these apex predators these large charismatic megafauna which is the nerdy term for big animals so yeah. bears gri- grizzlies cougars those those are my favorites i think they're your favorites as well but i dabble in all sorts of wildlife and and having having that education and career in there, we were fairly well qualified to to talk to people about what they should and shouldn't do around wildlife. Don't you agree?
0: I, I agree. And you know, while while we are really big on those uh, iconic animals, that doesn't negate the fact that that knowledge just really ripples out to all things um, ecological, environmental, and and about wildlife. So, I think the one thing that that really sets us apart is is our, our passion to also talk to people and to help people understand the truth about animals and about our environment.
1: Yes, I, I will tell you. Throughout my career, I've I've known quite a bit, uh, quite many a biologist that were just absolutely brilliant, that could uh, probably think circles around me. But when it comes to talking to the public, uh, I would not put them in front of a podium <laughs> simply because. They sometimes become too technical. Uh, They talk over a lot of people's heads. And that's not what the wildlife need. Wildlife need someone to be their spokesperson that can put it in terms that the general public understands and gets because probably the most influential thing we can do is to influence the public to do the right thing.
0: I'm pretty sure you're trying to steal one of my catchphrases, which uh, is "It is not your authority or your knowledge that matters, but your ability ability to communicate effectively and influence the behavior of others."
1: Yeah, I got that from someone I know. So, uh, yeah, I yeah. I totally agree with that. I I think we we can know about as much as we could possibly know about how an animal. Uh, survives and thrives, but unless we can communicate to the public about what we need to do, what the, what humans need to do to allow that animal to thrive, uh, we're not doing that animal any justice. And, And unfortunately in today's world with, with so many people out there interacting with the natural world, we have to do a better job of educating the public on how they're to behave when they're, when they're out in nature.
0: Agreed. So um, as some of our listeners may or may not know, I'm, of course, I'm situated on the East uh, over in Tennessee and you are out West. So where are you officially from nowadays?
1: I'm covering the West. I'm in the Rocky mountains. How about that? I don't know where I'm going to be (laughs) right now. Right now I'm in New Mexico, but I'm going to, I'm going to head northward up the Rockies. I think I will be landing somewhere around the Utah area where they have lots of cool critters, those big charismatic animals like moose and elk and, and bears and all sorts of other animals that I absolutely love.
0: Gotcha. And so and I know that now um, you work out in the field a lot and you have a lot more opportunity to get outdoors, which is Something historically that you didn't have an opportunity to. So, so tell me what what is it that drove you from having a, a leading role in an agency, a wildlife agency, to to really just kind of wanting to strike back out and get back out to to the wilderness?
1: Well, it's and I appreciate you bringing that up. For those that don't know, I used to work for a state wildlife agency back in Tennessee. And I, I was a program manager for a number of the really cool critters, such as white-tailed deer, bear, elk, uh, all, all those all those big animals that we know and love and we're very familiar with. And then at some point, I was promoted to the chief of wildlife, so I was I was over all the critters in Tennessee. But there was something that was lacking, uh, obviously. I I enjoy those, those major roles, but just being able to be outside in the wild, but more so than that is the ability to talk to people. You're, you're very regimented in what you're supposed to say and do when you're in that state wildlife agency position and being able to communicate what is best, uh, it's easier for me to just break away and talk to folks like you and all my other colleagues in a one-on-one situation to figure out what we need to do and what we need to tell people regarding wildlife. So yeah, I'm living my dream. I can't ask for a, a better life. I'm, I'm truly blessed with all the things I've been given and allowed to do. And I look forward to continue, continuing to do that for a long, long time.
0: So I guess that'll that'll bring me to the wildlife4you.com. So what what actually spurred you to start the wildlife4you.com initiative, the endeavor, the the you know, the the fruits of your labors here?
1: Actually, I'll I'll tell you a little bit of history of it. The, I, I've had a number of colleagues throughout my career that I've worked with, you being one of them, that has truly inspired me to, to write and to think and to be very very direct with, with how I communicate with people. Cause I'll be the first to admit I was one of those poor ass biologists that did not ha- know how to speak to the public. And so a number of people kind of guided me in that direction. And I'm so thankful for those, those folks. But one thing that really happened that, that caused this creation of wildlife for you was I was going to, to give a talk uh, about bears at this one environmental education center in los alamos new mexico and on facebook i mentioned about me giving and someone a facebook friend and man i i would love to talk over on the east coast and here i am talking at this small little center in the middle of nowhere new mexico and so it dawned on me that in this world that we live with electronic media, whether or not it's Facebook or, or any of these, these media platforms, I can talk to people all over the country. And, and we started wildlife for you just over three years ago, and it has grown tremendously. We have over 8,000 followers in just, just by word of mouth over the last few years. So it's a wonderful platform. And this podcast Uh, is another way in which we can reach people and talk about wildlife
0: agreed definitely a good way so with the with with my side of the thing uh you know i'm i'm kind of the back seat to the to the daryl's front seat um and i've been engaged with wildlife for you since its inception um but definitely more as the uh what do you call me usually the color commentator um backup if necessary um but it's, it's definitely <laughs> i was gonna say i have learned you do have a passion for
1: yeah no i was gonna say you're the tony romo of of wildlife for you but people would have no idea of the nfl connection there so probably not <laughs> <laughs> and anyway we, we want this to be calm casual uh, just engage in conversation and we want the public to chime in when, when you listen to these podcasts If there's anything you hear that really uh, maybe strikes a nerve, maybe just uh, piques your curiosity, go to the Wildlife For You Facebook page. Uh, We also have emails. We have a wonderful website that Stephanie actually created for us. Let us know, and we're going to address your concerns. Because, like I said, getting the public involved in wildlife is probably the greatest thing we can do to actually affect real good sound management.
0: Agreed. Um, definitely. And it's the the thing that I hope everybody always remembers is it's, it is not us. It is not you and I out here talking that makes a difference. It's people that hear this and then talk to their friends and then their friends communicate with their friends. So really the sphere of influence that each individual has is, is absolutely outrageous. And that, that is really our, our feet on the ground goal because, if you educate one person, um, they they educate other people, and those people educate other people. And then the next thing you know, maybe some of the, the fake news, false information, um, or just flat-out misleading and wrong information that we see at our fingertips in this era, maybe maybe we can do our best uh, to kind of help negate some of that. So, And and as you said, we are on Facebook and Twitter, uh, and of course our website, wildlifeforyou.com.
1: Yeah and I can't stress enough that you, you you hit the nail right on the head as far as trying to clean up the misinformation because unfortunately in the world we live in there's a lot of there's a lot of information out there and there's a lot of good stuff but there's also a lot of bad stuff and what we are here to do is try to weed through and get rid of the bad stuff or clarify some of that misinformation so hopefully by you following along and telling your friends, you will be able to understand the world of wildlife a lot more. And again, we're, we're here for you. Uh, after all, and this is our catchphrase, your knowledge is their existence when it comes to wildlife. And so the more you know, the better off they are. So anything yeah, else, Steph? You
0: did magic, yeah, you did use the magic word, and that magic word is follow. So don't forget to follow our podcast, but of course, also follow us on Facebook. Um, and anytime that you want to know what courses are coming up, if you are looking for something longer, because those are usually very topic specific and they generally um, last for about an hour and a half. And in the, the format of those, just in case uh, we have anybody out there that might be curious, is various topics like, you know, bears, cougars. And then we, we have a an entertaining and informative, like no geek speak, uh, no biological language as much as we can possibly get away with avoiding it Um lecture, I guess you can say, but it's, it's more fun than a lecture. And then we do a and A. We also take Q and A throughout. So it's definitely a way to interact with the biologist, no matter where you're sitting, we're right there at your fingertips. So, so yeah, other than that, I can't think of anything else. D, what you got?
1: Nope. That's it. Well, we hope you do follow along with us and we're going to be here for you. So anytime you have any wildlife questions, by all means, Uh, chime in send us an email or follow along and join in our classes
0: see you later folks bye